0: Going Direct, presented by CAL FIRE Local 2881, a podcast created for the CAL FIRE family. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's a new year, and we have a lot of good episodes planned for 2022. On today's episode, you get a recap on our annual convention, and President Edwards gives a vaccine update and gets candid on negotiations and staffing. We also hear from your new state rank and file director, Peter Bachter. Welcome back to another episode of Going Direct, presented by CAL FIRE Local 2881. Today, we are here with President Tim Edwards and your newly elected state rank and file director, Peter Bachter.
1: Good afternoon,
2: Didi. Dee Dee. Good, good afternoon, Didi. Dee
0: Dee. Good afternoon. Good afternoon.
1: Welcome back everybody to our first episode in 2022. Um, Since we last had a discussion, we have held a convention last January where the course of the union for the next year was, was set by the membership and delegation at that convention. And at that convention, we had an election for a new state rank and file director and we'll introduce him here in a few minutes. But just to give everybody on an update of what's ahead in 2022 and where things are, I'll start off the conversation talking about vaccines. We are still under uh, Vax, our test scenario, with the governor, and we are trying to stay there. As some may have read recently in the newspapers, there is a push by a group of legislators to mandate vaccine vaccines on state employees. At this point in time, not just us, Cal Fire Local 2881, but the California professional firefighters, along with every other local fire department, is in opposition of that legislation, and we will be working together to make sure it does not get to the governor's desk. But as it sits today, Cal Fire Local 2881 is under a VAX or, or test mandate, and we are not fighting that at this point in time. This administration has been very lenient on not pushing a mandate on us like la city and a few other ones have and their um, issues even new york has a big issue with mandates where there are individuals not at work today because they chose not to vaccinate and we do not want to get into that scenario here in cal fire local 2881 with the mandate so I urge everybody, as I said at convention to the delegation, is to test if you don't want to vax. That is your choice, but at least test. And it's pretty difficult right now because our membership is split severely on both sides of the issue. And at the end of the day, it's a personal choice whether you want to or not, but then it's a choice whether you want to test also. And we are encouraging you to just test right now so it doesn't push us into a situation that would make the governor or any of the legislation a mandate and we are doing everything we can to um, get through this and hopefully we'll see it end to all of this whole legislation and and governor um, state of emergencies and stuff like that for the pandemic but right now that's where it sits also at convention we talked about where we are going into 2022 with negotiations, the 56-hour duty week, and the commitment from the administration to the, for the joint labor management group to start discussing that. We are going to do that. It will be part of negotiations also, which your rank and file director will discuss with you here shortly. But we are pushing for the 56-hour duty week um, for this contract. But as I explained to everybody in convention, don't expect the 56 hour duty week to be July 1st, 2022, or even July 1st, 2023, because there is a lot of pieces to making this work. One of the things that came out of convention several years ago is to move to a 56 hour duty week with no loss in pay. So that means we have to find a way to move Edwick into base salary while reducing the work week, along with hiring the number of firefighters we will need to make that third platoon which is millions and millions and up to the billion-dollar range in cost to the state of California. So when we go into these contract negotiations and the conversation on that, everybody has to realize that everything, everything will be on the table, meaning whether or not how we burn our vacation, whether or not how many holidays we get, whether or not we get sick leave at 8 hours or we burn 24 hours of sick leave. All that will be part of the discussion. I want to be very clear about that. If we are looking to compare ourselves to the 20 departments we compare ourselves to now that work a 56-hour duty week, we, in the other side of the table, will definitely be looking at how they earn and burn vacation, how they earn and burn sick leave, and how many holidays are accumulated throughout the year. So I want to be very clear. There's no behind-the-scenes on this that will be on the table. When we go into negotiations, everybody wants to know what's going on in negotiations. Well, it's simple. You want to know what the team's talking about? Open up the Constitution and bylaws, go into the 1500 section of it, and everything that was determined by the delegates at convention over the years for the bargaining team to discuss is sitting right there. All that is always looked at and considered when going into negotiations. So... We're not there yet. We're not even at the table yet because we don't even have a director of CAL FIRE. We don't even have a deputy director of CAL FIRE. And none of us know when that appointment is going to come, hopefully soon. But we've been hearing that for the last month, you know, just days away, just days away. And we are waiting to see who that is. Of course, we have individuals that we want from inside the department to promote up, but unfortunately this – Administration can pick someone just off the street to lead this department, and we are hoping that is not the case. During convention, the delegation also heard from Senator McGuire, who was the individual that ran our firefighter Bill of Rights bill that passed through last year. Um, and he is now um, campaigning and leading another new legislation to push more staffing for Cal Fire. He is legislation is asking for 356 more permanent firefighters and a total of 16 more firefighter one-hand crews for a, a total of 1,125 personnel immediately this year. Um, this is legislation that is being supported by both sides of the table. Republicans and Democrats are signing on to this legislation, a bipartisan legislation to push more staffing. That legislation is also calling for a complete study of CAL FIRE and the issues within CAL FIRE when it comes to staffing, hiring, testing, and recruitment and the shortages within the department to be presented back to the legislators within one year of the signing of that bill. And what that means is if this legislation passes and gets to the governor's desk and he signs it, You know, before the end of next year, they have one year from the time the governor actually signs the bill to present back to the legislators that study. Part of that study is already going to be being done because of the Joint Labor Management um, Committee that we signed into contract during the extension to discuss the same issues, the 56-hour duty week, hiring, testing, training, and recruitment so we, we have a lot of things moving parts. The California Professional Firefighters, President Brian Rice, is 100% on board and is actually going to champion a resolution to go to the California Professional Firefighters Convention this year, asking for the full support of all the members and uh, achieving the 56-hour duty week. And the International Association of President Ed Kelly has been actively involved, and we communicate um, if not weekly, every two weeks, he's been in touch with the governor, letting the governor know where his position is on achieving the 56-hour duty week and more staffing. So we're moving forward with a lot of support this year, and we hope to um, have positive things come out of it. Also at convention, I talked about the the stresses on it, our families and ourselves, and the people from working 40, 50 plus days. So the staffing going into this upcoming high fire danger part of the year, because I don't like to say fire season anymore, because it's year around. As we know, we just had one in Laguna and one in Whittier that burnt down homes. But we have to look at getting staffing for relief. The governor has allocated $400 million towards staffing. What those numbers come out to be is still yet to see, but. We have 400 million dollars for additional staffing and we are looking at hopefully doing that for relief not to staff more engines not to staff more overhead positions but to get people home on their days off so they can spend time with their families and going forward in the union also this year we will be looking at different ways to handle our finances because we are growing every day with the new membership and we as we grow so does the way we do business. So we are accountable with every dollar that the members pay into this union. There's a lot going on this coming year, and we hope to have discussions over the year. Um, With that, I'm going to open up the introduction of our new rank-and-file director, who, of course, some may know or may not know, heads and protects our contract with CalHR and the administration and the department, but also heads up the negotiating team. So here is your new rank-of-file director, Peter Bachter.
2: Thank you, President Edwards. I appreciate that. Um, so a little bit about myself for the people that haven't met me or know me. Uh, I started with our department in 1996 in the San Diego unit as a firefighter one. Uh, did about five seasons there, and then eventually made my way uh, to Riverside unit as a firefighter one, uh, and then eventually promoted to firefighter two, engineer, and then fire captain. It was my last... Uh, assignment on, uh, Quentin 90 in Paris, North Paris station. Um, so, uh, I've been a union officer for about 13 years now. Um, most of my work has been in the rank and file shop, uh, in RRU, um, during the tenure of, uh, director of PEMLOT, uh, during that tenure PSP was created and, uh, our shop was extremely busy, uh, with those, those years, uh, in the, the PEMLOT era. Um, so I, uh, I then transitioned to a vice president in, uh, in Riverside. I did uh, basically uh, membership services helping our, uh, our uh, members basically uh, deal with uh, funerals and or illnesses or injuries, and uh, I also um, did the orientation in our uh, South Academy at Ben Clark training. Um, this came up to light last year um, where... I felt the need uh, to run for this position. I hit the ground running immediately with my politics and up and down the state um, and gained traction every time I spoke with the chapters and districts. And it just uh, basically enforced and reinforced the confidence that I can come up here and do this job. Um, So, you know, obviously I got elected. I'm pretty privileged and honored to be sitting in this chair today. obviously uh, Tim spoke a little bit about the bargaining and what it's about and we were just uh, we just sunshined the department uh, legally uh, so that will open up uh, essentially the transition to bargaining. Um, I will be bringing up the bargaining team here in the next couple weeks so that we can have a uh, transitional uh, teamwork team building uh, opportunity with each other and uh, as of January 17th and the day after I was elected as of 800 my phone has not stopped uh, (laughs) with the the price of doing business so um, I'm pretty happy I'm pretty excited to be up here I thank every one of you that had supported me throughout my campaigning Um, it was it was an awesome uh, journey to take and uh, I hope I can do all of you guys uh, proud so Pete are you married I am I, uh, I have a beautiful wife, uh, Erica Bochter, and I have a daughter, Anissa, um, back home in Riverside.
1: And are they very supportive of your move to this Yes,
2: I, I will tell you, I wouldn't have not been able to even uh, think about doing this if I didn't have my family's support. And as soon as I made it known to them, um, they absolutely embraced my decision to run and uh, backed me 100% the whole way.
1: Yeah, good deal. Because yeah. it will, as you know, I was in that position for six years. And it will take a toll on their lives also. Yeah. Those phone calls on the holidays. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it's already, it's already started with that. And, and yeah. she's accepting of it. And she knows what the job entails. Obviously, com- coming from where I, where I last worked, uh, I was pretty busy down there. So she's used to the, the load uh, that I have to bear Every day, but uh, you know, I'm going to take the opportunities. To obviously, spend time with my family. Uh, that's important. I don't think anybody would uh, disagree with that. Um, but I'm here to do the job. I'm elected, and I hope to you know prove my point to the department and get everybody that 56 at the end of the day.
1: Yes, and you know, as you know, we had a conv- we had the election
2: at the convention. Both
1: yourself and the other candidate were well-qualified for the position the member spoke and you got it and for those that um don't know pete and i peter and i go way back working together back in riverside and i could tell you guys um he's definitely not a yes man so i know he's going to keep me in line also and that you have someone that's going to speak his mind and not be afraid to just on uh Individual pressure from outside, so I think you're in good hands by Bachter being elected So thank you to nice, nice to have you on board and look forward to moving this Organization forward.
2: Thank you. I'm excited yeah.
1: So at convention there are priorities set by the delegates that you elect at your individual chapters and districts to attend and we do usually the top three um, priorities of the delegation. So just so everybody knows, that they haven't gone to our website yet, where all this is posted and can be found, is the top priority was to try to get everybody back to three for 3% at 50 for the retirement. Second place was the, um, I'm trying to read it myself, sorry, the 56-hour duty week, which I just dis- just discussed with no loss of compensation. 4,800 time, which everybody knows the governor vetoed this go around and said to deal with it at the negotiating table. So that will definitely be there. And when tied for it is, of course, the pay compaction, which is, of course, part of negotiations already. So these are the top priorities that came out of convention by the delegates that you elected to attend. And I want to be clear with everybody that doesn't understand the process. None of this organization moves forward that is not guided by the membership and set priorities at those at the convention. So if you want to know all the resolutions that were um, at convention and the ones that passed and their status, please go to our website to look it up. If you don't have access to the website, please get in touch with our membership coordinator or our communications specialist there, Ms. Didi Garcia, to try to get you on it. Um, We will be trying to push out more information via text and emails. If you are not getting those, then we do not have your correct information. So please update that too. I want everybody to understand the address the department has will probably not be the address we have if you've moved or anything like that. You have to update it with the union. And that is through our membership coordinator or through our um, website. So please do that. We are looking to try to get individuals up this coming year. I have reached out to LA City Freddie Escobar, who I was hoping to have this week. Unfortunately, he is dealing with the COVID and the mandates in LA City and was unable to break away. But I really want him to come up and speak because I hear a lot of our members comparing us to LA City, especially in the South. And LA City is having a very, very difficult time with the whole COVID mandates themselves. So I want you guys to be able to see the other side of things and understand how, for lack of better words, fortunate we are to have a mandate and test, mandate our test scenario right now. Um, That's it. That's all I have for you to open up this year with. Just a quick little update on where the union's going and where we come out of convention and the direction we were given coming out of convention. So... um, We will be in touch. I thank you for your time, and have a good afternoon.
2: Thank you, everybody. I uh, look forward to working with all of you in the future, and uh, if you have any questions, uh, you can get a hold of me by email or my cell phone. Thank you.
0: That does it for another episode of Going Direct presented by CAL FIRE Local 2881. Make sure to hit that follow button so you're always uh, in the in the know whenever there's a new episode out. And if you have any questions that you would like President Edwards to answer um, in future episodes, please feel free to send us a message via our website at CAL FIRE Local 2881.org.